Welcome to True Crime Works, a true crime podcast. This is episode 31, Pedro Lopez, aka the Monster of the Andes. Hey everyone, welcome back to True Crime Works. This week's episode is all about Pedro Lopez, who is also known as the Monster of the Andes. He is one of the most prolific serial killers ever. Might even be the most. And the scariest part about him is he was released. That's right, he's still out there today. We'll get to that later. Pedro Lopez is a serial killer from Colombia who has killed at least hundreds of girls but he is said to have raped and killed more than 300. And this is across Peru, Colombia, and Ecuador. We'll get to all that soon. First, I need to issue a trigger warning for this episode because it does contain violence and accounts of sexual assault and murder, especially of younger children, as his victims were younger. If this is something that you are not comfortable with, you may want to skip this episode. It may not be for you. With that being said, let's get right into the episode. Pedro was born Pedro Alonso Lopez on October 8th of 1948 in Colombia. To say he had a rough childhood would be an understatement. He was the seventh of 13 children, and his mother worked as a prostitute, and she kept her children in line through abuse. She was very violent with them. The country of Colombia itself was also going through a tough time. It was in the midst of a civil war that would continue for over 10 years and was known to be a very violent period in time. And it resulted in over 200,000 people losing their lives. Pedro's mother said that he was a polite boy and he wanted to be a teacher. In the year 1957, when Pedro was only 8 years old, he was caught by his mother sexually abusing his younger sister. He would admit to this, and he said, quote, My mother threw me out when I was eight after she caught me touching my sister's breast. She took me to the edge of town, but I found my way home again. End quote. And most of these quotes from Pedro come from an interview he gave with the National Examiner in 1992, where he confessed to all these crimes and talked about them. And we'll get more on that subject later. So after he was forced to leave home by his mom, he returned home, but his mother did not want him there, so she sent him over by bus to Bogota, Colombia, the capital city of Colombia, which was about 200 miles from where they lived. There he was picked up by a stranger, and this older man offered him food and a place to sleep. So of course he accepted because he was a child and he was pretty desperate at this point. But the old man did not have good intentions. He took him to a deserted house and repeatedly sodomized him. He said in that moment, he decided that he wanted to rape as many young girls as possible. When Pedro Lopez was 12 years old, an American family took him in because he was begging on the streets. And they decided to take him in and enrolled him in a school for orphans. But instead, he ran away after two years because he said he was molested by a male teacher. Other accounts say that he ran away with a teacher. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Amio. Amio is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Amio will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Amio saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Amio wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to amio.com and use the code AMIO5 at checkout. That's O-M-I-O-5 at checkout. Valid until July 31st for all new users on all modes of transportation. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Amio, plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. He lived on the streets during this time, and the only way he could support himself was stealing cars. He was arrested when he was 18 years old and sentenced to three years in Colombian jail in the year 1966. While he was in prison this time, he was raped by three other prisoners. He vowed to get revenge on them, and he did. He slit their throats within the prison walls. But he was never suspected of these murders, and he did not get any more jail time for this. So he was released in the year 1969. And this is allegedly when he started to begin murdering girls. His victims were usually around the ages of 9 through 12 years old. And he would travel between Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. And he would go to the marketplaces and find these girls. And he would promise them gifts and stuff like that. But instead, he would take them to his secret hiding places and rape and kill them. He would prepare their shallow graves before he took them, and then he would dispose of their bodies. Things would change for Pedro Lopez in the year 1978. This is when he would attempt to abduct a nine-year-old girl from the northern Peruvian community of the Ayuchucos Indians. The Ayuchucos tribal laws say that anyone that is caught for such a crime should be sentenced to death, and this involves being buried alive. They placed some sort of syrup on him and were going to let him be eaten by ants, and he was buried up to his neck, but he was actually saved this time, and he was saved by an American Christian missionary, and that person came to the tribe and convinced them to hand Pedro Lopez over to the Peruvian police. They finally accepted that, and he was placed tied up in the back of the American missionary's jeep. So instead of taking him right to the police for some reason, she just drove him to the Colombian border and just let him go. And he was asked later why he didn't hurt this woman. And he said, quote, I didn't hurt her because she was too old to attract me, end quote. I don't know if she thought he would turn himself in, but he certainly did not do that. He continued to murder girls from Colombia and Ecuador. In 1979 in Ecuador, police would investigate because there were four young girls' bodies that washed up on the riverbank there. And they had been strangled with such force that three out of the four of them had their eyes popped out of their sockets. So just incredibly violent deaths. 
And the fourth girl was found with her eyes frozen open and just had this look of terror on her face. On March 9th of 1980, Lopez was arrested by police in Ecuador for the attempted abduction of a 12-year-old girl. The mother of the girl saw him leaving the marketplace with her daughter, Maria. She called everyone to help, and they followed Lopez, and eventually he was apprehended. The police arrived to take him into custody, and he was being held by a large group of people. When he was first arrested, Lopez refused to talk to police or detectives and refused to confess. So they decided to play a little trick on him, and they placed a priest in his cell and made him an undercover inmate. The priest told Lopez that he was in jail for rape and attempted to gain his trust. And slowly that worked. And this priest did this for 27 days. And he was absolutely terrified that Lopez would strangle him while he was sleeping. But he was able to get a confession from him. So that's just incredibly brave. Pedro Lopez would confess to the murder of 110 girls but he would later admit to another 240 murders, and he agreed to take the police to the graves of some of his victims. They were skeptical at first, but soon they began to see he was telling the truth, as they were able to locate the bodies of 53 girls. He told the police that he would take them to find more bodies, but they could not find anything in the three-month search after that. And they attributed this maybe to the likelihood that some predatory animals scavenged the location after the bodies were there. Most of the authorities did believe his claims. The director of the prison said, quote, If someone confesses to 53 and you find hundreds more, you don't tend to believe what he says. I think his estimate of 300 is very low because in the beginning he cooperated with us and took us each day to three or four hidden corpses. But then he tired, changed his mind, and stopped helping. End quote. In July of 1980, newspapers reported that Lopez had led the police to the graves of 53 victims, and they started to call him the Monster of the Andes. On January 25, 1981, Pedro Lopez was charged with 53 murders. Authorities would later decide to admit his detailed confession of another 110 murders, and in 1983, he was sentenced to life imprisonment, which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years under law in Ecuador. He would spend most of his time in solitary confinement because, of course, a lot of other prisoners wanted him dead. And I talked earlier about the interview he gave to the National Examiner, and he did this in 1992. And he only gave this interview because he wanted to touch a woman. So he actually told the warden of the prison that he had not touched a woman for 12 years, and he would only do the interview if he could touch the hands of the warden's daughter. The warden agreed to this, and... The guards kept their guns on Lopez, but he was allowed to touch the young woman's hands through the bars, and he touched her wrist with the tips of his fingers. He then released her, and he said that she was 26 years old, and she was too old to interest him, which is really so disgusting. 
And imagine being that woman that her father said, okay, this is kind of what's going to happen. That's really strange. But getting back to the interview, he began talking about his childhood and how tough it was. He was witnessing acts of prostitution, which of course has an effect on any child's mental state. He also talked about when he was raped and how that had an effect on him. He said, quote, I lost my innocence at age eight, so I decided to do the same to as many young girls as I could, end quote. He said that by the year 1978, when he was captured in Peru, he had killed over a hundred girls at that time. He said after he moved back to Colombia, he began killing about three girls a week. And he would give this really disturbing quote. He said, quote, I like the girls in Ecuador. They are more gentle and trusting, more innocent. They are not as suspicious of strangers as Colombian girls, end quote. Yuck. He said that he killed 110 girls in Peru, 110 in Colombia, and 100 in Ecuador. He said that he would go to markets to find the girls, and then he would look for a certain look of innocence and beauty. He would then follow the girls for days, and he would wait for the right moment where he would give the girl something shiny and pretty as a gift. So he would gain their trust and then capture them and force them to have sex with him and then strangle her. He enjoyed the murder of them. He enjoyed watching their faces while he killed them. He would even visit the graves of some of them after and talk to them and have these weird tea parties with them where he would just talk to them like they were alive and it sounds really creepy. He had this really morbid fascination with death. He also said in the interview that he would probably kill again and he would be happy to do that. And he said that he would be likely free in 1998 or 1999. And this unfortunately proved to be true because after serving 16 years, 51-year-old Pedro Lopez was released on January 1st, 1999. He was driven to the Colombian border and let loose. Ecuador said that they were deporting him because he had no visa and could not stay in Ecuador. Now, this really does seem odd that he was released. And the minister of prisons would go on to say, quote, Yes, it does sound strange, but that is our law. The law of no executions or sentences longer than 20 years was passed over 100 years ago to protect presidents of Ecuador from being killed following revolutions or military coups. In the past, they have been executed in horrific ways and pulled apart by four horses. The law seemed humane, end quote. He was arrested again in 1994 by the Colombian authorities who charged him with a 20-year-old murder. He was declared insane and held to a psychiatric wing of a Bogota, Colombian hospital. In 1998, he was declared sane and released on $50 bail. He was also wanted for another murder in the year 2002. And he was currently wanted by the police about this. But sadly, as of today, in 2021, his whereabouts are still unknown. So that's right, he is still out there and doing God knows what.
but it's really terrifying to think about. In the year 2006, the Guinness Book of World Records credited Pedro Lopez to be the most prolific serial killer. But this was removed because there were complaints that murder is not a competition and it was kind of sick to have this in there. So it was removed after that. So no one knows what exactly he's up to now, if he's even still alive, because he would be pretty old. And also a lot of families of the victims would want retaliation. So no one really knows what happened to him, but it's definitely such a disturbing case. And it's so sad that he had so many victims. And just because something tragic happened to him as a child is no excuse for any of this behavior. I mean, a lot of people have stuff like this happen to them, and they do not wish to inflict this on others. Quite the opposite, actually. So overall, it's just completely terrifying and disturbing and just so sad for all the victims, and there were just so many victims. I mean, if there really were 300 victims, that's just insane to me, and it's just so sad that this was able to happen for so long without any sort of justice. And my heart just goes out to the family of all the victims because it's incredibly tragic for all of them. Well, that was episode 31 of True Crime Works. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you could, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. I would really appreciate it because it really helps the show out. And if you could, rate, subscribe, and review. Also, if you have any ideas for upcoming cases, you can email me, truecrimeworks at gmail.com. And you can also send me a message on Instagram, at truecrimeworks, and you'll see the logo there. And I check that pretty much every day. Thank you again for listening to True Crime Works. And I really look forward to talking with you next week.